0: Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute, and we appreciate you listening today and are inviting you to go to the website, silverbirchranch.org, to find out more about what we do and how we can serve you. And one of the ministries of Silver Birch Ranch is the Wolf River Refuge, and our director there is Aaron Kohler, who's with us today. How are you doing, Aaron?
1: Uh, Dave, I'm great. It's great to be with you today.
0: Absolutely. Now, Aaron, you're a family man.
1: Yes, sir. How
0: many children do you have? So we
1: have four children: three boys and a girl.
0: And and what are the age spans?
1: Yep, yeah, our oldest is 14, and then it goes to 10, 6, and 10 months.
0: Okay, and how how many years have you been married?
1: Uh, we've been married 16 and a half years.
0: Wow. Yeah. So you're a veteran. It feels like it, right? Yeah, when it comes to marriage. Right. Now you're you're raising children yeah. in a world that's kind of crazy. Uh, what are, what are you seeing? What, what are your fears and are, what are you doing? I, and when you look at your kids, what are you thinking? Are you thinking, oh good, I get to put you in this world. Are you thinking, here's what I got to teach you. How do you, how do you go about not going totally berserk?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me and and my wife, Jenny, like we always have to go back to, uh, our family is our greatest calling and our greatest ministry, and so it, it really is. It's an honor. Uh, it's a privilege to to raise kids, and it's. Uh, not about raising kids to be like me. Uh, not not raising kids to be like my wife, though. I feel like that's a good thing. It sure uh, is. Yeah. Uh, we we want to raise our kids in a way that glorifies God, that points them to God, and so uh, that that gives that always gives us hope. Uh, like we look around, and it's easy to be discouraged by by what you see uh, and the way society and the world is continuing to go, and you you can be discouraged and even defeated by that but i think there is great hope that god has called us to live a life that points our kids to god and do the best that we can just to introduce them to jesus every step of the way so what
0: are you concerned about the influence of the world through um the internet or through media or i mean do you have controls on that i mean you the the span is big there from 14 yep and your youngest is what again uh 10 months okay so yeah that's a big span yep uh do you find that the challenges of the electronic age moving into your believe it or not we in the woods here have great internet right <laughs> so that it, it is an issue if it's going to be yeah. an issue anywhere just like anywhere else yeah. so uh, do you have limits what is your concern or wh- how are you going through that
1: yeah a thousand percent uh like they see that they know what's going on and uh they're interested as well and honestly it's easy to get caught up in that ourselves so they will oftentimes see me spending too much time uh away from them or focused on something else on my phone or a different screen and so yeah that absolutely is a concern um and as our oldest son is now getting into that place where we uh we just made the decision that we were okay with him having a phone for communication's sake and some school purposes. We sure. homeschool, so it's a good thing. But uh, yeah, we've done a lot of research on what it looks like uh, to put guidelines on the usage of his phone and other tablets for our younger kids. So we, we've investigated that. I don't know that we've landed on the perfect thing, but we uh, we definitely do monitor that very, very closely and have talked to a lot of people who do that very well and what that looks like for Now, for do our you kids. have
0: regulations in your house? Uh, regulations might yep. be too strong of a word. Yeah. Or, or expectations on, okay, now there's no electronic time or there is like, do you do any of that?
1: Yeah, we certainly do. So that's both a a verbal thing and also something we do put on our phones. So, uh, or tablets, like their tablets will shut down after certain usage. Now we want to do the best that we can to monitor that and have a a conversation about that. Uh, But they will actually not be able to use them after a certain point in time. But uh, we try to set guidelines as far as meals or times together, uh, where we're just going to spend time together we're not going to use any devices or anything like that so we do the best that we can there
0: okay well I, i'm wondering uh, my wife and i are are obviously older i'm still not used to having a phone in my pocket sure and uh, the old phone that used to be attached to the wall was a pretty nice thing yeah. it, you weren't even home when it rang so <laughs> right, you didn't right. even have to put up with it and now it seems like everybody's needs to get a hold of you right away which yeah. is a whole different world yeah um I think at my age, I just keep the phone off so much that people sure. realize. Uh, lately, I think they call my wife to get a hold of me. Sure. Because it's like, is Dave around? Uh, right. Why is his phone off again? Right, right. Uh, it, so it shows you how society's changed a little yeah. bit. But one of the things that I know I've done and that my wife has done, our passwords for her and I, mm-hmm. not our kids, obviously, although I could care less my kids are grown up. Yeah. But our password, she has all mine. I yep. have all hers. Same. So yep. she can pick up my phone at any time yes, and sir. go through everything that's on the yep. phone. Yep. And and my thought on that is very simple: if I'm not doing anything stupid, right? Then why would I care? Yep. If you're going through my phone. Yep. And and likewise, I can go through hers. The truth mm-hmm. is, though, I I don't think I ever have. Right. Right. <laughs> A- absolutely. Um, yeah. I have the freedom to, but I'm not sure that I do because like <laughs> i just don't have a maybe i should i I have no idea but
1: yeah and we do the same thing with our kids like we're very open about that and they know that if if we want or need the opportunity to look through something that we have the freedom to be able to do that
0: i've heard some kids really say well that's an invasion of my Mm -hmm. privacy whatever it might be Mm -hmm. Uh, what would you say if one of your kids said that's my privacy
1: yeah, yeah, that's, that's tough. That, that's gonna be different parenting uh, right. thoughts and strategies and stuff for, for us. Uh, we just say we wanna be very open and honest um, about what we're looking at and the people we're talking to. And, uh, no, we, we don't believe that that is, uh, it's a, it's a privilege. It's an honor, uh, not a right for him yeah. and for, for our kids. And so, uh, we're, we're open again, the same for Jenny and I We're open about our, our, uh, phones and stuff like that. We've got passwords. We do, there's now, now thumbprints and, right. and your face and her face is on my phone. So we can always easily look at anything, but as far as our kids go, uh, uh, yeah it's definitely an honor and a privilege that you get to have some of these uh nice technologies um but they are full access to us and yeah. anytime we need
0: well i would encourage you as a, a young parent yeah. um you know everything we have is is kind of a tool sure and so you you examine those tools and tools can be very useful and they could be harmful right you know I've right. i've taught many how to use a chainsaw in life yep And when I teach someone how to use a chainsaw, one of the first things I talk to them about is the fact that this is so harmful. You use this wrong. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a really hard time recovering from (laughs) it. Right. Therefore, I need to be here, and I need to watch you use this. Oh, so, you know, you don't trust me. And my answer is no. Right. I don't. Right. Because I, I know what an injury here will do to you. A chainsaw injury is vicious. Yeah. So now I have, I think, four chainsaws. I love <laughs> yeah. chainsaws. I love cutting wood. Yeah, I have wood all the. You know that isn't my issue. My issue is, since I know the chainsaws, since I have been hurt by them,
2: sure,
0: I can watch over you and try and help you never ever have that problem. Yeah. and I would encourage any parent to look at their children, their 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 spouse, be able to say, you know what, I. I understand the phone, the computers, the internet. Those things could be tools. Right. But they can also destroy you in a way that is so destructive that it's going to be hard to recover from. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I want to make sure that this tool is used right. And if we present it that way, instead of the way the world does about this privacy thing. Yeah, right. You know, because privacy normally means I... uh, I'm doing something I don't want anyone sure, to know about.
1: right, absolutely.
0: Um, I tell young people all the time, one of the, the fun things to just tell them is, you've never had a private moment in your life. Yeah. And they look at me like, what are you talking about? you have cameras everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> and I say, yeah, we do, actually. However, th- not really. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we have them in public places, right, whatever right. it might be. But no, but when you read the scriptures and you understand what God says, you realize that he's always around. Mm-hmm. I love going back to the book of Job. And the book of Job, to me and to many, is is the oldest book in the Bible. It's not the first, but it's right. very, most likely the oldest. Yeah. It's a message that God wanted us to hear about the idea of Satan roaming the earth and looking for someone to devour. Right. He's looking for someone to yep. devour. This is nasty stuff. Yep. And, and, and the way he does it is he pushes us into these, these things that we're prone to anyway. Sure. Um, Satan doesn't attack us in ways that we find unacceptable. So for me, he doesn't come to me and say, Dave, I want you to murder somebody. Right, right, I, totally. I, I would find that totally <laughs> unacceptable. Sure, <laughs> sure. I'm sure. not going to do it. Yep. Um, my grandpa was an alcoholic. I really don't care for alcohol at all. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I think it yeah. ruins lives. I don't think Satan's going to tempt me with it because I'll walk right by it. Sure. Now, someone else might get tempted. Someone else might get tempted in, in different yep. ways. B- a bit. But Satan is smart enough to yeah. be around us so much. You know, here's one of the weird things. Satan, he he roams the earth, and the Bible tells us that he seeks. Yep. In other words, he's looking, he's looking. for someone yeah. to hurt. Right. Now, if I told you right now that somebody was seeking your children to hurt them. Right. What would that do to you?
1: I mean, it, it would freak me out. I would begin in my mind to just strategize, to do everything that I can to possibly protect them uh, and, and just keep them away from that.
0: Yeah, I see. Now, that, that is the right thing sure. for you to do. Right. The reason Satan attacks you and I is because he can't beat God. Right. But God loves us. Right. The thing I think young parents need to hear is that Satan knows the years of vulnerability of your children. Yeah, absolutely. And he is trying to destroy them mm-hmm. in ways that, that they would find acceptable. Right. So the thing you want to ask as a parent is, what is my children, what do my children see as acceptable? Mm-hmm. That Satan would take and use it in an unacceptable way. Sure. And that's why we watch the internet and we watch all kinds of things because there's a fruit that comes from this stuff that can be very destructive down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a parent, any of us, now they might, you know, I am not one that's experienced that way because my daughter didn't have a phone to college. Sure. And even then I didn't want to get her one. Sure. You know, so I mean, (laughs) it was that early in the phone world. Yeah, yeah. But- when i'm looking at things going on now and i'm seeing even during the summer we 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 really try and get it so the kids that come to camp don't have their electronics right. don't use it and if it would be my wish that if you are a parent and you send your child to camp
2: yeah
0: send a note if you want the phone to be on your child by you know f- for their travel time sure send a note and tell the counselor, put this in a bag with a lock on it when they get there and give it back (laughs) to them when they go home. Yeah. It would do them a whole lot better. The reason we can't do it is because in our culture, it looks like we're trying to hide something. Right. right, And we're not. But we would encourage people to stay away from that stuff for a while. And at the refuge, you get to do that. Yeah, same thing. But as a parent, I mean, to have times where you say, okay, no more phone right now. Yeah you know, I think is important in yep. a culture. Um, one of the scary things, I'll give you a statement that I read once, and I don't know how valid it is, but uh, Zuckerberg, the guy who, in, who did Facebook yep. or invented it yep. or runs it or something, yeah. <laughs> he, he basically was talking once, and a line that I heard, and whether I heard it correctly or not, I don't know, sure. but, he, but he said, I want to make virtual reality the new reality. Yeah. Okay, well, I... You know, as a philosopher kind of guy, I look at that and go, huh? (laughs) Sure. Do you realize those words don't even go together? Yeah, right. You can't make virtual reality reality. So how do you, with your kids, especially your younger ones who are going to be totally immersed. Sure. How do you train them about reality versus virtual reality?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's hard. And I I think for for us, it it always starts by by example and and how how we're doing with it. And I mean, to be completely honest, I fail over and over again and I I see how I fail that, that but that they pick up, that they watch. And uh, so it uh, for me it it starts with me like yes, I, I've does. got to be the example I've got to lead the way and I, I know I realize I'm gonna take wrong steps I'm I'm gonna fail uh, but it's about owning those making them right identifying and communicating uh, the the hope and what we feel like uh, God wants for all of us yeah. so it's a communication. Do you thing.
0: do you uh, I'll put you on the spot here Please. Aaron and if you don't want answers yeah. you don't have to. Um, <laughs> Have you ever told your kids that you were wrong about something? Yeah. Okay. I
1: I try to increase that, uh, I mean, because I'm wrong every day. Right. So I try, especially in the areas that they're going to see, and even the areas that they don't see. I think it's important to talk about that, too. Um, But yes, I I do that. We try to do that.
0: What's interesting to me is great leaders in the Bible, um, Nehemiah being one of them, one of the things they do is they confess their own sin, and they also confess the sin of the people. Sure. Uh, they're aware of what sin does, and sin destroys things. But even when we just make a bad choice, there are some young people who I've talked to, and I ask if they've ever seen their dad yeah. say, I'm sorry for something. Right. And the answer is no. Yeah. And I sit there and think, well, how in the world do you ever learn to repent? Sure. You've never seen it. Right. And and your idea is that if you get to be a certain age, that you don't do things wrong anymore, or right, you have right. these reasons for doing right. it. Right. Now here's the funny part: we were talking about Satan. It's not that you wouldn't have reasons to do things; you do. Sure. But they could be wrong reasons. Right. You know, we've said often on this program, make fun of me and my my berry picking habit. Um, you know, I love to go out in the woods and find wild berries and pick them. Yeah. They're free. They're delicious. They're healthy for you. You know that's part of what I like doing. Yeah. I don't like sharing them though. Right. And and that's one of those one of those weird things is here I am teaching the Bible all the time, telling people they you know they need to, but I don't like sharing my berries. Right. I don't even mind sharing where the patches are. Sure. But once I pick them, it's like those are mine. Yeah. Don't touch mine. Now. <laughs> I think my wife has it in her head that she will teach me to share. Yeah. Because the kids come up, do you want some berries that dad picked? It's like, right. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. And now my kids even make fun of me. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, sure. Oh, the berry scrooge? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, is, what does all that teach? It teaches that, yes, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you're in God's word. I don't care how much you're human. Yep. And and when you do something you shouldn't do, you don't avoid it, you don't hide it, right. you don't justify it. Right. What you're doing then is allowing children to see a couple of things. You're allowing yep. them to see, here's how somebody who does something wrong deals with it. And you're yep. also yep. allowing them to see relationships aren't destroyed because of it. Right. You know, because some people think, well, if I'm not perfect, how right. can I be loved? Right. Well, you're not perfect. Right. There's nobody that's perfect. Sure. So anyone that's ever been loved has been unperfect. Has been unperfect, yeah. So quit putting that stipulation right, there. Right, right. In fact, the Bible tells us that while you and I were sinful, Christ came and died for us. He didn't wait for us to be perfect. Right. And, and our kids need to understand, look, the goal is to do things right. But when you don't, yeah. we still love you. Right. However, I'm going to let you know you didn't do it right. Sure. But I still love you. Now, that's what that takes a little longer to communicate.
1: It sure does. And and that it takes longer to do that hard work, but that that hard work of investing in that is is always worth it. And like you said, it's so important for them to see that I'm not perfect. Right. Um, I mean they just naturally, I think kids are going to look up to us as parents. And uh, I don't know that they see perfection, but they they see uh, a bigger personality, oh, a bigger absolutely. person. And so to see them Uh, to see me come and say, hey, I I responded poorly here, and I'm sorry for that. And as for forgiveness, in whatever ways that that is, I certainly don't do that enough. But uh, we've begun that practice, and that's been very healthy that we've seen.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's amazing for the children to understand that you understand that you will stand before God for your leadership. absolutely. And when I look at the Bible, I I see that God says – you know, for anyone that causes one of these young ones to go astray, it'd be right. better for a millstone to be tighter on their neck. Yep. What's interesting when you think about what the scriptures teach is that Christianity isn't something we can just talk about. It's something that has to be lived in a way sure. that is a demonstration uh, to those around us. My concern for the modern church in America, I think if you boiled it down to simplicity, is they talk too much and they act too little. In other words, we have a lot of meetings, right? Meeting, 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 meeting upon meeting, and we talk, but we don't go out and live with. We talk in the church setting. We talk in the church place, but we just don't go out and live with the people. And living with people is where you get your habits. Absolutely, you don't get them from talk. Right. And and even as I've looked through and I you know people wanting to develop community or whatever it might be community is developed actually through service it's com- it's done when people do things yep, together yep. and if you look at the modern church it's trying to be done through talking together
2: yeah
0: now talk is fine but look at internet everything else talk is also cheap sure we can talk whatever way we want right. look at all, all the political ads that come on television and you would think that half the people who are running for office should be in jail right. Just by the ads that are out there. But the funny part is all of us think that's just political talk. So we don't even pay attention to it. Right, absolutely. Before you know it, kids are growing up in the church and they're going, that's just religious Mm -hmm. talk. Mm -hmm. I don't pay attention to that. Why? Because it's not real. Right. So somehow we have to take back the, the mantle of leadership and the mantle of teaching and the mantle of parenthood. Which is let's be the example to the kids, right. and and serve in a way. Yeah. One of the greatest privileges I have at my age, and and I'm old enough now where the Nicolay Bible Institute students some of them call me Grandpa. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like okay, fine. <laughs> but one of the greatest privileges I have then is is living with them and serving in a way where they could see me serve. Yeah, and not just talk about serving, but. To tell them, you know, this is what you do when a toilet's plunged, you go and you plunge it. It's important they see me do that. Yep. Um there's many times throughout the year where one of the students will say, Why are you doing this? I'm I'm sweeping a floor or something. And I just look at them Because there's <laughs> dirt on the floor. Right. Yeah, but but isn't that their their ideas, yeah. isn't that beneath you? Yeah. Now there's dirt on the floor. There's right. a broom sitting right there. Yep. So I'm sweeping the floor. Yeah. What couldn't you be doing? Do you want to sweep the floor? Right. I'm sweeping the floor. And I think the example that we have to set to the next generation is far more valuable than any words that we will ever give them. Sure. And I teach all the time whether it be radio or a podcast or just you know, so getting out and serving to me is the nuts and bolts of right. of what I'm actually trying to right. teach. And as a parent, it's the same way. What are you trying to instill in your children as a parent, and are you modeling it? Mm-hmm. And if you're not modeling it, genuine modeling it, not right. just modeling right. it when they're looking. Correct. It, genuinely modeling yeah. it. Um, my dad uh, was, uh, in his early years, he started several camps. He was in on the start of uh, Wana uh, Youth Association. And all of his life, he was involved in youth work. All of his life, he believed that everybody should be helping the next generation. Sure. And he firmly believed it. Yep. But he didn't just say it. I watched him. Right. I watched him preach at church, run camp, run uh, schools for kids, do whatever he could to work with them. When I went to college and I was playing football at college, went to Wheaton College. He he set me aside and said, you know, never stop serving. Never stop serving in the church. Don't do it because when you stop, yep. you will stop. Yep. And so throughout college, even though I was playing football, going to a tough college, we started a, a youth club in a church, a local church there, and worked yeah. for four years in a youth club. Yeah. And and to this day, I can point to young people who came to Christ who still come yeah, up to camp from amazing. that time period. Sure. Then after that got you know got married and 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 kept working in youth clubs. Mm-hmm. Came up here and my wife and I just recently retired from running a youth club in town and yeah. we did it there for 30 years. Yeah. And now we're still doing it here. Yeah. You know, so it's like no, don't ever stop. Right. But I never saw him stop. Right. I never saw my mom stop. And even as I get older, I keep thinking, well, as long as I'm able to serve, I'm able to be used. Sure. And my service may not be where I can dig a ditch for eight hours anymore. Right, right. It may be that I, you know, sweep the floor mm-hmm. or sure. or do something that's a little less physical dancing yeah. at the moment. Uh, but I want to encourage you and your wife. It's really, I, I think raising kids is a lot simpler than we make it. Yeah. If we realize that we need to live in the way genuinely live in a way sure. that demonstrates to them how to live yep. they will either accept or reject that right and the bible tells us that if you train up a child the way he should go it's when he gets old Yep. there 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 will always be a time of questioning sure. in a child's life um what they believe why they believe it why mom and dad said this mm-hmm. But they would never be able to look back on your life and say they didn't live it. Right. That will haunt them mm-hmm. in a good way.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? It yep. will. In a healthy way, yeah. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Yeah. And any parent that's listening, Yeah. Uh, you know, to think, you know, I, I need to be the sample of what I talk about. Mm. The graciousness, the service, the... That, you know when they see this it it could drive them nuts in a way yep but in another way you know my dad as i grew up i kept thinking i i never worked for money yeah. he would always send me to work <laughs> go take care of that go take care of this go clean right. the church right i thought the first time i worked for money i looked at the guy and asked him <laughs> <laughs> what you pay me for? Right. It's <laughs> because so, I hired you. I said, "Oh, yeah. I thought you just needed help." I, yeah. I can remember he wanted help laying sod. Right. Right. And I looked. I said, "Well, I could come over a couple hours." So yeah. I went over, helped him lay sod, and I was leaving. He was handing me money. I go. What this? What's this for? Yeah. So well, I I asked you, I know, but you just asked me to help you. Yeah. Right. I didn't even have that mind frame of yeah. making money. Sure. To this day, I think it's one of the healthier things my dad left me with. Mm-hmm. I still don't have that mind frame. Yeah. Right. It's like I still think, what should I be doing? Yep. Not how much is it worth for me to do this? Right. And uh, and I think that my kids don't have that mind frame, hmm. and and I think they picked it up. Sure. In life, um, and so I think it's important that we we obviously model the values that God puts in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we want to uh, invite those who are listening to go to silverbergsranch.org and. Download any of these episodes and other resources we have for you. We also would love you to get over from that site and click on the Wolf River Refuge link there. Get over there and check it out. And uh, we encourage you to come up, get away from the busyness of life, get to know Aaron a little bit. He'll, he'd will he love to sit and chit-chat with you about your life. Uh, yep. He's an experienced pastor and parent, and he's a guy you can come up and just bounce things off of and, yep. and talk to him about what's going on. and this neutral guy that loves God that um, you can uh, hopefully use as a sounding board and an encouragement for you to love God and walk with him. It is our hope that we can be influential to the next generation, that they can see who God is, that they can know Christ and make him known, and that we can help them do that. Once again, I'm Dave Wager here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. Goodbye for now.